Christmas was a busy day for us. The day of, we woke up early despite a late, late Christmas Eve. I went to church an hour before the service, worked on my sermon, set up for the next service, and celebrated Eucharist with 30 or so joyous souls. Then we had two Christmas celebrations filled with food and family and presents. It was wonderful and exhausting. And after all that, when we left our final event at 9 p.m., I somehow convinced my trooper of a husband that we needed to go look at Christmas lights. I love Christmas lights. I look forward to darkness this time of year because I love seeing the lights click on as I walk my dog around the neighborhood. I love seeing the way the lights reflect off the puddles in these frequent rainstorms we've been having this winter. I love the tacky tinsel animals and giant light-up inflatables. While not quite rising to a Clark Griswold level, I did put some fairly tacky Christmas lights on our home. Every year I collect a few more lights to add to our collection. And every year, I love to drive around with some hot cocoa while listening to Mela Kalikimaka or Vince Guaraldi or the Jimmy Buffett Christmas album to admire folks who are more creative or even more invested in Christmas lights than I am. I cannot tell you the joy it brings me to see streams of colored lights hanging from the trees. As I see those twinkling lights, I am transported back to childhood. And nothing makes it feel like Christmas more to me than jellyfish lights hanging over walkways lined with candy canes. As we left the one house I demanded we see this Christmas night, I thank Jordan for taking us to see the lights before they started taking them down. And as we walked back to the car, he asked me, why don't people leave lights on their houses or in their trees year-round? I mean, they could just change them for the season, but Christmas lights are just so cool. Most folks start dismantling even the most amazing light displays on the 26th. As of yesterday, we were the only weirdos in our neighborhood with our lights still up and on come 5.30 p.m. With my family and friends, I use the justification that I intend to fully celebrate the 12 days of Christmas, which start Christmas Day and end on January 5th. But in all honesty, I hate the bareness of my house when I put away the decorations. I miss being greeted by my happy tinsel animals in my front yard. And I get overwhelmed by the darkness of winter when the Christmas lights go away. We spend so much time preparing for Christmas. We spend hours shopping for and wrapping the perfect gifts, baking for various parties, and yes, stringing up miles of lights in our yards. We spend time trying to figure out what Advent is all about and analyzing our hearts and trying to fit our practice of faith into our busy lives. We spend weeks struggling to knock out as much of our workload by the last few days of year end so we can try to enjoy spending time with our family instead of thinking about the work still sitting on our desks. And then before we know it, Christmas Eve and all the chaos that comes with it is here. There are family meals and the unwrapping of presents and random people staying in our guest rooms. And then suddenly, it's all over. As we end this decade, many of us find ourselves in a dark place. We have lost loved ones, 
We have ended up in places we didn't expect. We have had divorces. We have struggled with job difficulties. We have children who are struggling. We have physical and mental health challenges we didn't expect. We are lonely and we are hurting. And while many of us can use the busyness of the holiday to try and keep the darkness at bay, eventually this darkness catches up with us. No matter how hard we work, or how many people we surround ourselves with, or how many Prozac we pop, or how many strands of Christmas lights we hang, eventually that darkness creeps into our lives. We can feel like many of us do during the winter hours. The darkness greets us in the morning, and comes way too early in the evening. It can seem overwhelming, insurmountable, soul-crushing. Which is why I think the prologue of John that we heard this morning speaks so deeply to us. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. Each and every Christmas, we meet the light that overcomes the darkness. While Christmas Day may be the main event, especially in America today, Christmas Day is merely the kickoff for a larger season for us in the church. And now is the time we should finally take a breath and bask in the light of Jesus. The 12 days of Christmas is not the ending to a year, but a beginning. Now is not the time to take down the Christmas lights, but to finally enjoy the fruits of our labor. Instead of the chaos of shopping, now is the time to enjoy watching your friends and family enjoy the item you gave them. Rather than the craziness of all the cooking, now is the time to enjoy the leftovers and the chocolate left by Santa before resetting a healthier way of eating with the new year. In place of examining our hearts or repenting for where we have fallen short, now is the time to enjoy the light that Jesus brings into the world, the light that will never be extinguished, the light that is available year-round. Even when the Christmas lights get packed into their plastic bins, Jesus is still here. Even when our trees are packed up or thrown out, Jesus is still here. And even when the winter darkness can feel overwhelming, Jesus is still here. I'm a huge fan of the stories of Elizabeth and Mary, both presumably decades apart, becoming first-time mothers together to boys on a mission from God. I love the stories of Zechariah's and Joseph's varying degrees of faithfulness and obedience when instructed about the will of God. Hearing about the birth of the Christ child and the shepherds who come from the surrounding fields and eventually about the wise men who come from afar. It's all just so important. And Christmas Eve would be absolutely incomplete without those stories. But John, John takes us from the birth to the incarnation. John shows us that Jesus is divine and his existence eternal. John captures in poetry what none of the other evangelists could express in prose. Jesus is not a mortal man with some divinity thrown in. 
Jesus is fully divine and fully mortal. And it is only through this nature that God can offer us salvation. Jesus is light and life and truth and grace. John takes us from Christmas Eve with its story of Jesus the baby and brings us to Christmas where we see Jesus the God. Jesus is the light that brings us greater joy than any strand of Christmas lights. Jesus is the light that we can let shine year-round. And no matter how dark your life appears at this moment, no matter how dark your soul feels today, no matter how dark the world looks at any given time, Jesus is the light here and now that darkness cannot overcome.